We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Wednesday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, Rotowire, and as a featured writer on the DraftKings playbook. You can also follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. Benny, I'm going to take a stab in the dark and ask you how you're doing and guess that you're going to say, not too bad. Yeah, I am not doing too bad right now. Um, it's a little bit, it's a little bit cold outside, so I'm trying to, uh, you know, trying to stay warm in here. I live up in the uh, northeast in New Jersey, and we got a little bit of a cold spell coming through. They said snow coming tonight, so I really can't complain. It's January 12th, and we haven't had snow yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one time we had a little bit of hail, and that was about it. So it's been a somewhat mild winter so far and now that i said that we're gonna get about four feet tonight probably yeah and then pretty soon you're gonna be like what the hell you know yeah so, pretty, that's, that's it be, yeah sorry that was bad i just felt like <laughs> I, I felt like i had to put it out there so leave all the bad jokes to me that's my that's my role in 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 this, in this podcast uh speaking of this podcast the rotowire dfs podcast is available on itunes and stitcher for your download convenience go ahead and rate review subscribe leave five stars if you're thinking about less than five stars that's a, your new year's resolution to reevaluate why you would do that to us so 
Um, we would uh, love it if you would leave a glowing review. We definitely appreciate uh, you um, for all the people who support, listen, and download. And if you take the time to, to leave some feedback, we definitely appreciate that as well. What we're going to appreciate now is Benny breaking down our top point guard options on this loaded up Wednesday slate. 20 teams in action. We got some real choices here. We start off a little sketchy, then, then, then improve for the Tuesday slate, and then boom, kachoom. Here we are with a full plethora Benny of options at the point guard position. Let's talk about your top cash and GPP plays here. That was some good vocabulary. I got to break all that down real quick and make sure I understood what you just said. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right. Well, couple couple guys I'm looking at. Um, I think I'm going to be paying up at point guard for at least one point guard on uh, on this Wednesday slate. I like the Russell Westbrook matchup against Dallas. Um, he put up 60 fantasy points in back to back games, which is you know, something we know he can do. Uh, Oklahoma City's been playing games in the in the 225, 230-point range lately. So they're playing about as fast as they can. I mean, you mentioned yesterday how, you know, Russell Westbrook's goal is to not allow the shot clock to get below 18 before he gets a shot up. And, uh, you know, he's been pushing the ball up the court, and it's been working out well for OKC. So I do like him there. Obviously, price is an issue. Uh, 10,600, 10,800, 11,600 on DraftKings in his last three games. But if a guy's going to get you 60 fantasy points or 65 fantasy points like he's done the last couple, you know, he's worth $10,000. Now, I also think that we have a decision to make here because I like Steph Curry in this matchup too. We were worried about his minutes, but the last two games he's played 37 minutes, uh, 37 and 37 in the last two games. So, I think the worries about him, you know, getting back up to full speed are are kind of behind us now. So he's got a good matchup against Denver, a team that's been giving up a lot of points. They play fast. They give up a lot of points to point guards. So I think the biggest concern with me here is which one of these games I think is going to stay closer. But I think both of those guys are in play. So if you had to choose, who do you like better between Westbrook and Curry for, for Wednesday night? Um, you know what? I I think whenever we're splitting hairs here, the two things I will do is try to let the total um, dictate what I want to do, and then um, let the matchup go. And then if I'm still at a dead heat there, then I'll play um, home road or back to back versus rest. Okay, so that's how I mm-hmm. generally approach those two things. So yeah, and and Westbrook does play the day before, so this is the back end of a back to back for him. Right, and the, and I believe the Warriors are off for Tuesday's action, but are back on Wednesday. So um, there's one strike against Westbrook, and then the second strike, although um, he does have um, him being at home in his favor, is that Denver is just so much worse of a matchup. I know Darren Williams is not a great uh, point guard in terms of you know defensive ability there as well. So we're not getting like a defensive stalwart, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but but I believe just eyeballing here looks like the uh, Denver. Um, matchup is much, much uh, more profitable overall from the point guard position. Bottom five in, in fancy points allowed to opposing point guards for Denver. And um, roughly Dallas is about, uh, looks like 10th overall. So that's going to be my deciding factor. I would much, much rather have Curry go up against um, Moutier than have uh, Westbrook uh, face a, a better coach and a uh, better d- overall defensive team 
in the uh, in the Dallas Mavericks, who play at a lower pace too. If you remember uh, in a couple of games past season, if you watched, you've been watching the Warriors, Denver trying to go blow for blow. By the way, with with Golden State, they don't back down. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if, if that's like the smarter thing for uh, Mike Malone to sort of let them play high paced, um, you know, because that's exactly what the Golden State Warriors want. But they did a decent job of holding their own last time that uh, the. Uh, Golden State Warriors were in Denver, so mm-hmm. I would lo- I would love the pace to be pushed, and I would gather that the total would be higher between the Warriors and the Denver Nuggets. So, um, if all price considerations are about the same, I'm going to go with uh, with Steph Curry in this spot. Any other point guards that we need to sort of take a look at here before we uh, move on that are sort of located in Value Town? Yeah, I'm I'm looking more for the value guys after the top two because mm-hmm. uh, there's a couple tough matchups there, like Chris Paul, Miami, Lillard against Utah. You know, Rondo against New Orleans is kind of interesting. That's a, that's a guy that I'd look for. Uh, people are off of him because he, he basically had two bad games in his last six games, and they both came against the Golden State Warriors, which I can excuse. Mm-hmm. But as long as they're not playing the Warriors, Rondo's been putting up numbers. So he, he's a sneaky play as well. But I'm looking down a little more at guys like, uh, you know, Drew Holiday. Um, Without Anthony Davis last game, he took 27 shots. So he's definitely looking for his offense. And one of the guys they're looking for to pick up offense without, um, you know, Brow in there. And even though he hasn't been starting, he's been playing 36 minutes. So he's basically playing playing more minutes than the guys that do start at that point. So I have no problem rolling him out there. 6K is getting... To, to fair value, I don't think he's overpriced, but I also don't think he's a bargain anymore. Um, but he's somebody that I think I would look at. And then you also have to look at, um, you know, Moutier, who's pretty cheap now coming off of injury at like 5,400. He put up about 30 fantasy points in his last game. I think he might be a viable option against Golden State. And then also Patrick Beverly, who is a guy that I've been talking about. You know, as long as Ty Lawson remains out, Beverly's been seeing extra minutes. And he was scoring around 20 fantasy points for 4K when he was playing 20 minutes. Now that he's there, 20, 25 minutes. Now that he's playing 25 to 35 minutes, he's getting you closer to 27, 28 fantasy points. And he's still around that 4K, 4,500 price range. So he's another cheap option I'm going to be looking at here. Yeah, and in super home run territory, I'm going to be taking a look at Donald Sloan. We talked about him uh, and and the struggles of Shane Larkin, and Donald Sloan has been uh, officially elevated to the starting lineup. Now, the, and this is a perfect thing, too, because people who may have thought about maybe using Donald Sloan uh, are, could have been sort of scared off after the San Antonio Spurs. And, you know, and I, we are going to stick with the same policy, I believe, here, Benny, is that we don't care about game logs against San Antonio Spurs. We just toss them in the trash, and then we worry yeah. about whether or not we like the matchup for today. Yep. Um, so we're going to continue to do that there as well. He played 24 minutes, scored two points, uh, five assists. No surprise to me that he struggled at all. What I'm more interested in is the 24 minutes that he played against Detroit on the road where he put up a double-double, 15 and 10 uh, assists. So that's a much better situation. Now, one thing that you do have to know about the New York Knicks is that they've actually held their own at the point guard position. Uh, you know, f- for this season, uh, Michael Carter Williams had a bad shooting night. I don't know if you can really attribute it to um, you know New York defense on, on Monday, but he did go one for eight, so it gives me a little bit of pause. But the price is just too much to too cheap to ignore. It's up to thirty seven hundred, and it probably wasn't going to elevate too much more above that, even though Sloan is now the starter because he had such a bad game against the Spurs. So I have a good chance of probably still getting uh, Donald Sloan at under four K, and that's going to be at least a GPP eligible player for me on Wednesday. Are are you with me on Sloan? 
Yeah, I um, definitely think he's more a GPP play than a cash game play mm-hmm. um, because I, I just really don't know, you know, how the, those minutes are going to work out. But I can definitely see the case that you're making. I mean, I used him a little bit yesterday. didn't work out all that well. But I think I'd be willing to go back to him if he stays that cheap as a you know good say. He's one of the better salary savers you can find on the day. Right. And on the flip side of that, too, if you want to take Jose Calderon because you know that the Brooklyn's point guard um, um, situation is a mess uh, as well. You know, Brooklyn has been giving up bottom seven in uh, fancy points allowed to opposing point guards there as well. And Calderon has been okay. He had a nice game for 31 fancy points against Milwaukee and MCW, which is kind of surprising. Uh, and, you know, there's a couple spots in there where he paid off five times the price tag and jumped in there with an 8.4 and a 6.5 times. Uh, price tag with 18 and 15 with four assists in both of those contests there. So, uh, and the price is definitely right at 4K. So you might even want to trust uh, Jose Calderon a little bit more uh, than uh, Donald Sloan. I'd be fine with that, but I think Donald Sloan is going to be the under-owned player between the two if you're looking for uh, GPP differentiation. And might be and might still be a little bit cheaper. Uh, so that's how I'm treating the point guard position for Monday. Let's go ahead and flip over to shooting guard here now, Benny. And I think we can talk about Tyreek Evans once again uh, in back-to-back sets. Juicy matchup against uh, Sacramento and one of the top pace teams in the league. He's going to be one of my top options. I believe he's going to be one of yours as well. Yeah, and it's also a revenge game for him going you know, back to yes. Sacramento where, where all that comes. Right. Um, I actually do like him more than I, I think I'm going to be using Harden today. Uh, it's not that Harden isn't a good player, and he could get you that 40 to 50 fantasy points, and he always has the upside where he can go for 60 and 70 in a game. He just hasn't really been doing it lately, and Andrew Wiggins has actually been playing some pretty good wing defense, so I think he's going to make it a tougher game for Harden, so I don't see Harden really going for upside. As long as Anthony Davis is out, though, we have seen Tyreek Evans pick up his stats. Uh, he had basically 50 fantasy points in the last two games to give him 6x value at 8K, you know, scoring like 25 points. He's taken like 18, 19 shots. So we see him being a little more aggressive offensively. You know, the thing we like about him is he gets you some rebounds, gets you some assists, basically fills up the stat sheet across the board. So, you know, again, I mean, $8,000, I don't think is too much to spend on him, especially in a paced up matchup against Sacramento. It's kind of a game that plays to his strengths. He likes getting up and down the floor and open court, trying to get to the basket. So, I have no problem with Tyreek Evans. He's probably the guy that I would spend up on. Um, somebody who I've been using a lot lately, and I feel like the fantasy community as a whole kind of discounts because he's getting a little bit up there, is uh, Dwayne Wade. I mean, he had a huge game for me yesterday against Golden State. And I told people, you know, especially with a couple of the injuries and guys that they have out, he's playing you know, about the same amount of minutes as he always does, but he's taking more shots. He took over 20 shots in two of the last five games. 22, 16, 14, 17, 20 is the number of field goal attempts he's taken. So as long as he's going to be taking that many field goals, as long as he's going to have the ball in his hand as much as he does, he racks up some rebounds, gets you a bunch of assists. He's scoring like 20 points a game again recently. Um, So I think that at 6,600, Dwayne Wade is just way too cheap. And it's somebody that you should, you know, at least give a little bit of a look to. Clippers have struggled with wing defense for the longest time. You know, he's going to see guys like J.J. Redick and, you know, maybe some Wes Johnson or Paul Pierce or, you know, whoever else they're rolling out there, J- Jamal Crawford in those roles. So I think Wade could have another good game here and what should be a pretty paced up game as well. And then um, cheaper options, you know, I still like Rodney Hood. Uh, again, not a great spot for him, but he is the number two scorer right now on that, 
Utah team, especially if Favors is out. You know, he's a guy that has to put up points. You know, he's been playing 30 minutes when he's healthy, so I think he's somebody we can look at. Uh, Garrett Temple from Washington, another, like, cheap kind of option. Him and Gary Neal, I, I always struggle trying to decide between those two guys. Neither one of them has huge upside, but for $4,000, they can both get you 20 to 25 fantasy points. And then a guy who I've been looking at and using a little bit lately, um, Rodney Stuckey's been playing about 30 minutes recent in, in his recent games and has been giving you, like, 20 to 25 fantasy points, so... He's still pretty cheap. His price is stubbornly staying at $4,000. I think down there, he's a good, solid 5-6x kind of value guy that uh, can help you save some salary and you know have some money to spend up on some other studs if you wanted to. Yeah, I like that play overall. So I think it's a um, solid calls, And I would sort of lean Garrett Temple just a little bit over, over Gary Neal, but I, I have no qualms with anybody who wants to flip it one over the other. I just trust uh, Garrett, uh, Garrett Temple's minutes a little bit more. If you take a look at him, um, he's played, uh, let's see here, 30 minutes plus going all the way back to December 19th uh, there as well and has not dipped into the 29-minute range even even once. There and the prices, um, you know, held pretty steady. He started out that run at 3,600, then quickly jumped into the 4K range and has not been um, above 4,500 for the past week. Did jump up to 5K there when he had a, a nice little run with back-to-back 20-point games uh, right around Christmas time. But since then, the you know the production paired off a little bit, but he's been paying off, uh, you know, around five to five and a half times his price tag overall since the, the first of the year. So that's how I would sort of separate that situation. Uh, there as well. Another uh, player that I think you should probably take a look at maybe getting some shares of is Jamal Crawford. He's a little bit of a forgotten man and a supreme value right now overall. I mean, still a one-trick pony, um, but priced very reasonably at, at 4K. You take a look at the um, price tag payoffs here um, in the past game, 6.9 with a 27.75 fancy points against the New Orleans Hornets at home, and then comes back against Charlotte and, you know, 22 fantasy points, good for uh, 5.5 times value there overall. So he's definitely scoring reliant, doesn't do a ton uh, of else. They're, you know, just a couple rebounds, a couple assists, and, and a steal, steal here, here and there. So uh, it's sort of like Shabazz Muhammad. You are relying on the scoring from him. But, you know, if he puts up 20 points like he has averaged in the past two games, you're sitting there in, in, a, in a very good spot. And he, anything else he gives you after those just 20 regular points scored is absolute GPP gravy. So Jamal Crawford, I think, is, an, is a nice like secondary guard option or punt play if you don't like who you want to roll or you need to just save some serious salary at your, at your second guard spot. Probably going to reserve the number one guard spot for Tyreek Evans. Um, anybody else that you want to mention before we move forward? No, that's uh, pretty much all the guys I have on my list. All right, fair enough. Um, another thing that you should have on your list is your free 10-day subscription at rotowire.com slash pod. So um, if you're with us here, you've been listening, haven't taken advantage of it yet, now is a great time to do so. Got all the lineup optimizers that you could ever dream of. There, We're talking about optimizers for FanDuel, DraftKings, Fancy Aces, Draft Day, Draftster, Fancy Score, Yahoo, and Fancy Draft. Basically, almost any... Uh, DFS site that has the word draft in it, we've got a lineup optimizer for you there as well. So you can take a look at all these uh, fancy sites for free with their projections, courtesy of rotowire.com slash pod. Get in there, get signed up, take advantage of the free 10-day tr- uh, free trial, and let them know that Josh and Benny sent you there. We've got all the information and stats that you could hope for to help you dominate your DFS lineups. Rotowire.com slash pod, 10-day free trial. All right, let's go ahead and move forward with your top plays here at the small forward position for Wednesday. Benny, what do you got for me? Yeah, I think um, Durant makes for a solid cash game play. 
if you look at his game log, you know, you're basically getting four and a half to five and a half X just about every game out of him. He's putting up 40 to 55 fantasy points. Um, so for right around 10K, I think he's solid, but I don't think he has upside for tournaments. So in cash, I have no problem rolling him out there, but in tournaments, I don't think I, I would go that route. If I was looking for upside, I'd probably go a little more towards probably like a guy like Paul George in that game against Boston. Um, you know, Boston does play at a high pace. Indiana is on the tail end of a back-to-back, which is a little bit tough, but um, in a paced-up game, that should be high-scoring. You know that um, the backcourt is where Boston's really good at defense. The front court is where they're a little bit weak. Uh, he might get some matchups with, you know, at the power forward spot if they go small in Indiana. So he might get a matchup with like Amir Johnson or, you know, maybe a Jared Sullinger, who I think he could be able to do some work against. And I mean, this is a guy who we've seen put up 50, 60 fantasy points. So he's a little bit cheaper right now than Durant. So I think you get a little bit more of a bang for your buck. So for for cash games, I like Durant more. For upside, I think Paul George would be the expensive guy that I would spend up for there. And then um, we have a couple guys in the lower range, but how do you feel about the like Durant, George, Carmelo Anthony group before we uh, talk about some of the cheaper options? Yeah, you know what? Um, for whatever reason, Wesley Matthews, I just don't know if he's completely healthy or back to, but he's not the same player he was last season, you know, and then decide however you want it to be between like Chandler Parsons or Wes Matthews, whoever is guarding Kevin Durant. That's not a good matchup overall. So I would much rather play KD at his price point um, against Dallas defense at home than have to play Paul George against, um, you know, Evan Turner slash Jay Crowder with the Boston team defense, the way that they swarm um, in, uh, you know, TD Bank. Is it TD Bank Garden out there, I believe, out there in Boston? I don't know. Last time I was there, it was still the Boston Garden, so. Yeah, with the creaky <laughs> floors, like if you dribble down there in the in the corner of the three-point line on the uh, like the the opponent's side the ball just rolls out of bounds doesn't bounce yeah. back to you <laughs> they could they call that character the place had character character yeah or that calls you a crappy floor you know what i mean I don't, I don't know but yeah those days are long gone but i uh, just having said that i don't i much if we're splitting hairs here we're in a similar situation where we're talking about curry and westbrook and we're you know two top tier options and similar price points um so i'm willing to pay up for durant in this spot uh, because he is at home against what, uh, in my mind, is a much worse defense at the small forward position um, as opposed to Boston. So um, that's the way I have that shaking out. Having said that, um, you know the, DV, the, the DVP disagrees with me a little bit, but I think that might be a little bit more related to pace. Boston, for um, for some reason, allows more fancy points uh, than Denver, but it's you know it's within a couple points, so that's they're not like you know terribly out of whack from each other. Um, so if you if you felt like that was like not a mitigating factor, then I'm still taking Kevin Durant um, at home versus Paul George having to travel on the road. So, um, and then I bet you if we take a look at the totals too, because we we know that Indiana is not one of the teams that that um, necessarily play top top level pace. Um, you're probably going to get a higher total between the Dallas and the OKC game over the Indiana Boston game. Would you yeah. agree with well, me? Well, just. Yeah, just with the way OKC's been playing by themselves lately, they've been playing every game in like the 220-230 range. So they have been, you know, other than Golden State, probably the team that has seen the most like 215-plus point spreads this season. So I fully expect any game that OKC is involved in to have a spread of 210 or more. All right, uh, definitely reasonable and fair enough. I got a couple cheap options, but I want to give you your shot first to mention any of you guys that you want to talk about at Small Four before we move forward. 
Yeah, well, there's a couple guys in the middle, actually. Um, not, I don't really have too many that are on, like, the cheaper end. I think it's going to be a position I pay up a little more at. But, uh, you know, Danilo Gallinari has basically, you know, been going absolutely crazy since since coming back. He's getting seven or eight rebounds a game, scoring over 20 points in the five games since his return. Picks up a couple assists, some other stats as well. Uh, goes up against Golden State, so it's going to be a high total game and a high pace game. Obviously, there's a you know risk of a blowout, but like you said, last time Denver stuck in there and, and played tough with them, and also, like you mentioned, they tried to match them. They tried to go up and down with them, so if that's the case, you got to think that a couple of these guys are going to be ticked up a little bit in their production, and it's going to be the guys who get the most shots and the most usage, which, you know, since returning, Gallinari is one of those guys, so I like him. I like Gordon Hayward against Portland. Uh, I think he had a pretty good game against Portland the last time they played. I think he had like 46 or 43 fantasy points the last time they played. So that's about what you need out of him there. So he's a solid option. I don't think he's great. Otto Porter has been playing really well lately. He's a uh, 5x value or better in seven of his last eight games. He's playing, you know, 30 to 35 minutes, uh, putting up some pretty good numbers. I don't hate Milwaukee's defense, although he may see a little bit of a, a Giannis, so it might be tough, but... His price at around 6K, you know, for him to be putting up like 30 points a game, 33 points a game like he's been doing, you know, he flashed a a ceiling of 50 points a few games back against Orlando. I think that's plenty fine for the price that they're asking. And then the only cheap guy, and I kind of wanted to get your opinion on it because I've been wrong on Clippers wing players all season long, but, Mm -hmm. you know, Wes Matthews the last couple games gave you two 5Xs, two 9Xs, and then had... One bad game against uh, Charlotte where, you know, everything was kind of lower scoring. I expect this game to have a little bit of a higher pace than that one did. So he's basically playing 25 to 30 minutes and putting up, you know, 20 to 30 fantasy points for like $3,500. Would you we, think that are you talking he's about, still in play? Sorry, I just want to clarify. Wes Johnson or Wes Matthews? Wes Johnson. Did I say Wes Matthews? I meant Wes Johnson. Yeah, Wes Johnson. All right. Wes Johnson I can get on board with because his game logs – have um, looked better as of late in the last three out, f- three out of the five, let's say. You know, had a couple, like you said, down ones against, um, you know, Charlotte and an okay one against Portland. But the price is definitely right there at, like, what, 600 above minimum salary. So for GPP yeah. purposes and the fact that they've raised the minutes, so I'm hoping they're thinking that they've sort of maybe figured out who's going to play big minutes at small forward, especially since they sort of moved Paul Pierce into this, you know, primary or secondary power forward stretch four type position there as well, which should help Wes Matthews in terms of minutes. So I could definitely be on board with him, especially for the price point in terms of GPPs. So I'm with you there. Um, the one thing I wanted to quickly say about Otto Porter and Giannis Antetokounmpo, I'm in on both for GPPs right now. I've, you know, we, we talked about uh, Otto Porter as the official welcoming mat of the Rotowire DFS podcast at the small mm-hmm. forward position, still dead last in DVP uh, to uh, well second to, second to last against uh, uh, only to the 76ers by the way. But I don't believe the 76ers are on the slate today. They are not. Okay, so um, that's going to put him make him the single best small forward that you can sort of attack in terms of um, fancy points allowed uh, on the defensive end. So I'll take some shares of Otto Porter. And then on the flip side of that as well, you can also take the Milwaukee Bucks, who are the second worst, which is mind-boggling to me because that's Giannis. And like Giannis is supposed to be an absolute spider on defense, you know, with guys like, what, 6'11", uh, playing small mm-hmm. forward with, you know, 7-foot wingspan. So, and maybe this is because they're playing faster pace. 
um, in that spot. I haven't took a look at the pace numbers as well, but um, you know, no need to explain it. Uh, overall, you could just enjoy uh, the, the price that you're going to be able to get Auto Porter and uh, Giannis Attentacumpo at, and take those as as a GPP options for you there as well. Um, meaning, well, actually, you know, taking a look at the game log, Auto Porter make, might make more sense for cash games and GPPs because 5.1, 5.5, 4.9, and 5.0 is in the over the past week just 30 fancy points is basically what he got you every single time and that's basically cash safe if you went back to um you know new year's day and before that then that's where he popped up with some some interesting lines there like a 50 pointer 34 and a 39 which got you somewhere between 6.2 and 8.8 so then now in those spots um maybe he makes sense for gpp so i think i'll be actually okay with him for both depending on where you need to save some salary if you're not paying up for kd and rent Auto Potter makes some sense, and I want some shares of Giannis as well. So uh, that's how I have it going on the cheap side. Anybody else that we need to mention before we move over to power forward? No, there's a uh, you know there there's some power forwards that we're going to want to pay up for. So some of these cheap options that we just mentioned here are probably going to be some guys that you know people are trying to decide between if if they want to pay up for some of the guys we're about to talk about. All right, we, before we decide between who we want to power forward, we need to decide if you need a website, Benny. If you're going to start your own business, why not do it yourself with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix has something for you. Used by more than 75 million people worldwide, Wix makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word about out about your business, and it all starts with a stunning website. So with hundreds of designer-made customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, there's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every day. So when you're running your own business, you're bound to be too busy, too busy worrying about your budget, scheduling appointments, or a website for your business. And that's why when you're too busy, it has to be easy, and that's where Wix.com comes in. With with Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com to create your own website today. The results will be stunning. All right, speaking of stunning, we got some stunners here at the power forward position, some big boys uh, playing here. We got Day-Day, we got Cuz, um, we got, um, you know, potentially a return from Derek Favors. How do you have, we've got poor Zingod at home against Brooklyn. There's some fancy goodness over here, Benny, at the power forward position. How are you yes, filtering it all out? Yeah. All right, well, I think the number one option for me is going to be Draymond, depending on how big the spread winds up being on that game. You know, you look at his recent games, he's basically putting up 50 points on his in his bad games. So he's giving you that 5x floor, even at that $10,000 price range. And the thing that has drawn me to him, even though he's that expensive, if you look one, two, three, four, six games back, the last time they played Denver, that was the game that he went absolutely crazy, triple-double, 29 points, 17 rebounds, 14 assists, four steals, and a block shot. Finished with 86 fantasy points. Now, I'm not expecting another 86 fantasy points out of him, but I do expect this game to be a high-paced one, a high-scoring one. Um, And again, we've already seen Draymond kind of dominate. And if you think about it, it makes sense because with Fareed kind of banged up, who, who are they really rolling out there at the power forward position on Denver right now? You're talking about, like, you know, basically like Darrell Arthur and, you know, maybe like a Jokic or a you know, a Nurkic or whatever other, you know, random Scandinavian middle of (laughs) European names they have over there playing, uh, you know, the big guy spots for him. So I think Draymond is in another good spot here. I think we could see another 50, 60 point game out of him. Um, So that'll pay off his salary, even at that 10K range, if you want to pay up for him. 
The other option that you have up there, too, is Cousins, who I don't hate either, going up against a New Orleans team that's likely without Anthony Davis, meaning he's going to be getting a matchup with maybe Ryan Anderson in the post. Um, you know, so that's probably a good spot for him. Or, you know, I guess it would be a, a seek if he if they play with, you know, Cousins at the center. So either way, I think he's in a good spot there. New Orleans does play fast. They play even faster, actually, without Brow because they go small. Um, you know, so I think he could get you a big score there. So I think both of those guys are viable. If I had to choose, though, I think I'm going to go Draymond for cash and for GPPs because I like his matchup a little better, and I think that his... 50 points is a little safer than Cousins is. Yeah, you know what? I think it's all going to come down to whether or not Brow gets in the lineup for me. That's going to be my mitigating factor because whoever is whoever DeMarcus Cousins is playing, if it's not Brow, is getting eaten alive. Like, literally mm-hmm. Jurassic World style. You know, you're like, the T-Rex is stuffing the player down his throat uh, in DFS. So, um, it's, they have no option. Ryan Anderson, no thank you. Uh-uh. No, that's going to be bad. Um, you're talking about like a Jinka who's a fouling machine, a Sheik who's been playing injured and, and trying to work up to, you know, game shape. And, you know, I think, you know, like, what, what are we looking at with a Sheik here? Um, yeah, the one of the the second worst to the Philadelphia 76ers in terms of DVP allowed to the to the opposing uh, center position. So that's just going to be, you know, um, just like lunch all day but you know having said that you know denver and draymond green are in a pretty good spot there overall they don't have a a great front line i mean well they've got some players that are that are can hold their own it'll be better if they actually excuse me have a full complement of guys like farid and Darrell arthur to run against uh draymond green because they're gonna need all hands on deck to deal with that guy so Mm -hmm. that's how i see it shaking out if it's all if if all systems go and brow plays then I like Draymond more. If not, then it's going to be Demarcus Cousins for me. Um, we I, I mentioned uh, Poor Zingot here as my little uh, like second tier value guy. You know, pr- priced up. Um, f- finally put some good games together here after like a rough stretch to finish uh, the season all the way up from you know December 29th to the sixth. Here, can we get back in on Poor Zingot? Although he is on the road um, at Brooklyn on Wednesday. Yeah, I actually have um, I have him on my list. You know, of three guys, like a step below. Uh, the one I like for cash games, if you're trying to save from those two, is going to be Millsap. And then the two guys that I'm going to be using in tournaments, though, are going to be uh, Porzingis and Ryan Anderson, who are both around the same price. You're getting Ryan Anderson for about 6K right now, you know, hoping that Anthony Davis is out. If Anthony Davis is in, obviously, I'm taking Anderson off the table. And then the other guy is Porzingis going up against Brooklyn. I mean, he's been playing over 30 minutes again. You know, he took 21 shots two games ago. He's starting to pick it up. He had five blocks in the last game against Milwaukee, which is, you know, a very underrated thing that people don't look at with him. You know, it's not all about the scoring and the rebounding, which is good. But if you look at the big games Porzingis had, he's had him when he's had, like, you know, seven blocks, four blocks, three blocks, two blocks and four steals, three blocks and two steals. You know, that's when we've seen him put up those 40, 45 fantasy points. If he can get you five defensive things which he's done on many occasions, you know, when you add the steals and the blocks together. That's 10 points right there. So for a guy who's 66, you need about 40 points out of him. If he can get you 10 points with his defensive stuff and then get you 15 or 18 real-life points, if he can just add, like, 7 or 8 rebounds and assists combined, you know, he got you to that 40-point mark that gives you value. So I have no problem with him. He is a little erratic if you look at his game log. 
you know, he'll give you five, seven X and then three X and then five X and then three X, three games in a row and then six X and then, you know, seven X and stuff like that. So I think he's more of a GPP play than a, than a cash game option or a safe cash option. But I like Porzingis a lot. I mean, I'm going to be rolling him out there again on, uh, on, on Tuesday and Wednesday night because they do play Tuesday as well. All right, fair enough. Um, who's going to be in the value town a category that we can make a case for? Well, that's what I'm saying. I really, other than Ryan Anderson, I don't really have anybody down in the value town that I like. I think this is a position you got to pay up for today. You know, you can look at a guy like Cody Zeller or Amir Johnson who have been putting up decent numbers lately. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really want to mess around with the whole is Ed Davis going to play thing or is it going to be, you know, one of the other big guys down there. Um, you know, I mean, I don't really have anybody on the cheap side. Maybe a, a booker if, uh, you know, Favors doesn't play. But, you know, I think today's the day you want to take the points that you can get and pay up a little bit at power forward. Yeah, I'm going to draw the line here at – uh, Ryan Anderson and Dirk Nowitzki there as well. And yep. Ryan Anderson is the cheapest option that you can come with, and and he'll be um, like a okay play if Brow plays, but a very strong play, almost must play territory for me if uh, Brow sits. So that and that's the cheapest on this spot. I don't want to mess around with Cody Zeller against Atlanta defense overall, and the rest of the uh, options. We're getting to like you know um, minutes restrictions with you know six men. Uh, for the most part, with the exception of Jabari Parker, you know who's who's okay, but still probably like the fourth offensive option in that group uh, right now. So I'm okay with uh, poor Zingad. I want get I'm fine getting some shares of him. Dirk is actually pretty cash safe uh, overall. I took a look at his game logs uh, there as well. He's been paying off like about an average of uh, you know five and a half times his price tag uh, or better in four out of the past five and scoring twenty minimum of 20 points in four straight contests that he played in so he's yeah. he's a, a guy who provides a nice safe floor and you know priced up at 6300 so if you don't pay up for cuz or, or draymond or or, or brow somebody like that um i think he's he's pretty safe and that's where i'm just going to sort of leave that position at uh for the most part all right i i actually want to add one thing real quick here because i i've been a big dirk fan mm-hmm. but i do not like this matchup for him at all um, I don't like the matchup against Ibaka, and the reason why, if you look back at his game logs against games against OKC, mm-hmm. Ibaka does a very good job on him. Like, he has underperformed against OKC pretty much every game they've played against each other for, like, the last two years. So I usually am a big Dirk fan, and I've been talking about him and had him on my list, you know, all the last week, basically, and he's been doing well. But I, I just think you need to be very careful with Dirk in this matchup. I feel like... This could be one of those like twenty-five fantasy point games out of Dirk, where you're just like, "What the hell happened?" Okay, yeah, that is fair. I'm taking a look at the Bass last game in November, and he had a, definitely did have a down game. They're just uh, under twenty fantasy points, so definitely something to note. I did not, I did not actually um, take that to into account because he'd been taking teams uh, that are you know um, that are normally uh, pretty solid defending defensive teams like Memphis, for example, and still scoring 30 fantasy points. Yeah, like I said, I've been using him a lot lately. He, If, you, if you're if you not on the Dirk train, like I think he's somebody who the sites are underpricing right now and he's getting more minutes and more volume. I just, every other matchup I've been on, this one, no, I'm just a little bit nervous about it. Okay, well, I'm okay with it. Uh, I'm, I'm not... I don't think you have to make it a must play. I still for, definitely prefer Ryan Anderson if Brow sits. Um, but you know, taking uh, Draymond Green is going to be one of the t- guys that you know who plays good as defense as anybody at the power forward position. And he went for eighteen and eight against Draymond, which, which is cash safe. It's not going to blow you away. But that was thirty five fancy points. But you know, having said that, that's 
Um, it will actually, you know, the pace is probably pretty similar between OKC and Golden State there as well. So I'm expect. I think he can get 30 fancy points for you, but I don't. You don't have to go out of your way to play him in my mind. It's just like an, a, a solid cash game option as a as a pivot from some of the top price guys uh, in my mind. And I like I said, still prefer Ryan Anderson if Brow sits. So agreed. Yeah, agreed. I like Ryan Anderson a lot actually. All right. I'll do it. Yeah, but um, I'm glad you mentioned that there. I definitely will take it at, um, under his advisement. All right, time to put a bow on the show here with your top plays at the center position. Let's talk about what you got for me. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really feel strongly about it, but the guy who I like the most and the guy who I keep gravitating towards in, the, in this matchup is Dwight Howard. Um, he has played very well over the last week. If you look at his game logs for the last five games, he's playing more minutes. He played 38, 35, 37, 40, and 42 in their last five games. He put up 58, 55, 40, 38, and 51 fantasy points in his last five games. And he's doing it at, like, 7K. So he's giving you, like, 7, 8X return. Um, you know, his floor game was a 5.5 return, 5.5 times value return. And then he's giving you a 7, and 8, and a 9X value return in his last five. So it feels like they're going to him more. They're using him more. You know, he's double-doubled in every one of those games. And, I mean... He doesn't just put up double-doubles. Like, he puts up, like, 20 and 14, 20 and 15. Like, he gets you, you know, he's not giving you the 10 10 points, 11 rebound kind of double-doubles. So, he's been putting up big numbers. He looks like he's healthy. He looks, you know, really good. Probably the best we've seen him all year. And I feel like his price is a little cheap. So, I've been rolling him out there a lot lately, and I think he's probably the guy that I'm going to go with. Only because I really don't feel strongly about the price and the matchups for anybody else that you'd have to pay up for. All right, that makes some sense uh, for for me. I could uh, definitely see uh, that as uh, being a, a potential situation to take advantage of there. I think lock chalk for me is Brook Lopez um, in the spot. Um, uh, you take a look; it, it is against his brother, so this will be you know bro versus bro, which would be pretty interesting here. Uh, but you take a look at uh, the, the just the level of consistency from Brook Lopez uh, in the spot, basically setting the floor at thirty fancy points. And um, uh, going above that there, he's got a 49-point game against Toronto, um, a 62-fantasy point game, and a 52-fantasy game against um, two decent teams, you know, uh, in terms of center defense at Boston, at Orlando. So it'll be interesting to see how they end up uh, matching that. I'm trying to figure out if they've played New York. Yeah, he did. He held his own. He was priced at 7,600 on the road at New York and came up with 35 fantasy points there. So I think there's some some uh, upside uh, overall, with Brook Lopez, what what do you what do you uh, how do you consider him overall? It's priced at seventy six hundred, uh, actually took a little bit of a price dip there from the Detroit Orlando game after having some okay uh, matchups there as well. But I feel like there's some value at seventy six hundred. Am I wrong or um, you know how do you have this shaking out? I am actually staying away from Lopez versus Lopez. Ev- no, just everybody on the Nets in general. To be honest with you. They haven't put up 80 points since Jarrett Jack went down. Or they might have had like 83 or 84 in one of those games. But I've watched them because they're one of the local teams for me. And they just, they look horrible. Um, You know, so I have a feeling that this could turn into a blowout. I have a feeling that, you know, teams are able to concentrate completely on on, on Brooke Lopez right now because Shane Larkin is not a guy who's really going to be breaking people down off the dribble where guys got to help. You know, like Jarrett Jack could do that, so guys would help, and Lopez would get some easy shots that way. 
he's having to work for everything that he gets now. It's giving it to him in the post. They're running double teams at him. You know, he's taking like quick hook shots and 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 like drop step spin moves to try to get shots off. And it's nothing against him because I like Brook Lopez and I and you know we talk about him and use him a lot, but. Right now, I just feel like that offense is it's a horror show. I mean, if you watch a Nets game, actually, you know what? Don't even do that. There's much better ways <laughs> to spend your time than, than watching the Nets play right now. It's 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 pretty ugly. All right, fair enough. Uh, I will. I think I'm I, I'm in. Lopez. <laughs> That's sort of where we're, we're a little bit different there. He's one of the top projected guys, and I could and I could see them having a little bit of bounce back game. Hopefully, uh, you know, uh, elevating Donald Sloan into the lineup. Well, I think put up a double-digit assist game here two two games ago. It could be something that's good for him. So we'll yeah. see if that that ends up being a something that uh, has an impact or not. Um, yeah, like if the Nets want to actually wake up and try to keep this game close and play, it's going to be a big game for Lopez because other than maybe Thad Young, they don't have anybody else that can actually put the ball in the basket, which is somewhat important to winning basketball games. All right, fair enough. Uh, a little bit harsh. <laughs> I was yes. going to say here. But hey, if they were your local team and you had to be stuck watching them on cable, you know, you would know what I'm saying. All right, man. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to back off just a little bit here. Um, who else do you like at center position? Honestly, the only other guy I'm really looking at, um, and mostly for cash games because he's just been so consistent and this is a paced-up game for him, is uh, Zaza Pachulia. He's right around the $6,000 price range. And we talked about it the other day, like, if you want him to get you 40 points, he can't do that. But if you think he's going to get less than 30 points, he won't do that either. He's going to get you between 32 and 36 every single game, as he's done in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 games in a row. He's going to play like 30, 35 minutes. He's going to get you like 30 to 35 fantasy points, and he's going to do it at right around 6K. So he's a solid 5.5 to 6X value guy. Um, and a paced-up game against OKC like this, I think – you know, there's there's definitely a good chance that he gets back there again and, you know, may even have a little bit of upside, but probably not enough to use him in a tournament. But for cash games, big fan of Zaza Pachulia lately. All right. I'm with you. I've been riding the Zaza train all season long there as well. One other guy that I, I want to quickly mention here is I feel like um, the it's going to be a little bit of a black party happening over in Portland on Wednesday night with their boy Rudy Gobert, the gobstopper, the stifle tower. It's, I think we're taking a look at a spot where we get, really get a little bit of return to fantasy value um, between him. He's been, been, the minutes have um, been pretty consistent, 28 and 29, almost 30 minutes there against L.A., seven blocks in the past two games there. I think this is a spot where you know he could get um, double-double uh, eligible here because it's such a small front line that doesn't defend well in Portland. So I think he's going to be in a really good spot here overall, and people should be off him for the most part. Um, the prices dip below under 6K on DraftKings, which is exciting to me if you need to save some salary and you're not excited about some of the other options that we sort of talked about here um, as well. I think you can make a case for DeAndre Jordan if Whiteside sits. I know he's questionable with a knee issue. I think he um, did Whiteside miss the Golden State game. I think he might have. Yeah, I know. he sat out. Was it the last game? Yeah, yeah, because Justice Winslow started. Yeah, right. So yeah, um, if uh, Dwight Howard. Um, Oh, sorry, if DeAndre Jordan doesn't have any white side defense, then I would be interested in, in some shares of him, him as well. But I'm, I think I'm going to go um, super cheap here um, as like a uh, GPP differentiation, differentiation option, keep Zaza for cash, and mix in some Rudy Gobert there um, at the center position to sort of uh, tie, make it all fit here. Yeah. And, that's and, he's still, and he's still cheap too, which is good. 
Yeah, yeah, like I said, under 6K. So expect that price to probably hold since he hasn't done too much more above that for the season. So that's going to wrap it up for today's show. Don't forget, you can check out uh, the Rotowire DFS podcast on iTunes and Stitcher for your download convenience. You can always uh, check out Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and check me out as well at JoshHatesFS. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.